Welcome to Bookpile Banter. This is Amberly with Sarah and Kim, and today we are doing our Rapid Reads discussion for The Lottery, and this is by Shirley Jackson, and was published in 1948 and originally published in an issue of The New Yorker. The plot is a town gathers for their annual lottery. Everyone must participate, but it's not the typical lottery one would expect. So, Sarah, what do you think? It's pretty good. Okay. Exactly what I expected. So, I mean, at the time, 1948, I'm sure that it went counter to expectations, perhaps. But, like, yeah. Well, yeah, because it... So... I'm going to be very passionate about this because I absolutely adore Shirley Jackson. And she is one of the first few authors that truly like embraced the notion of uncanny in her writing. Authors had kind of used it before, but like that is the entire purpose of those kinds of stories is taking the very mundane and then twisting it, but not massively, just enough to leave you uneasy. So it's not supposed to be like, oh my God, some massive supernatural thing. It's just shifting things slightly. So yes, back in 1948, um, it was quite the new thing. To the point, in fact, that she wrote that. It got published in The New Yorker, was all the rage. And then she experienced her own situation where she got ostracized from her small town. Because it was a commentary on the small town that she lived in. Oh. Yes. So she was actually pulling from her experience of feeling like an outsider in a small town. But then the story became popular and she truly felt that situation where like she was like pushed aside by the town. They were so upset at her for doing this and, and writing stories that like talked about them in essence they felt like. So. Yes, at the time, it was very, very, like, peak. (laughs) So, Kim, what did you think of the lottery? Well, as you well know, this is, like, the one thing I told you guys to read when you started reading as kids. It's like, you have to read the lottery, you have to read the lottery. Um, I think it's very disturbing for young readers. You know, we're all all very um, mature readers, so it's not something that's going to throw us off you know like Sarah Mm -hmm. said anticipate what's going to happen you know it's going to be it's going to be off or be weird and but when you have a young reader which is like when I read it for the first time I was young a young reader also and I just think it it taking like you said the mundane and and spinning it I think that's a really cool experience for a new reader um or a younger reader and uh but this one in the Captain Monte Cristo is the one I say over and over and over and over and over and over again. You must read, you must read, you must read. <laughs> um, just because they're both just such good stories. Well, and it's funny because, you know, you say you told us to read this when they were younger. I don't remember you telling me to read the lottery. I don't remember coming into contact with Shirley Jackson until I was in my co- college program. Telling you to read something and you guys actually doing what I tell you to do are two totally <laughs> different things. But okay. what age? What age do you recommend it for? Uh, Okay, well, I had my kids reading literature at a very young age. Um, For reference, I was reading Lord of the Rings at like 10. Yeah. So. Um, Probably around the same age. Um, 
but I don't know for sure. I, I don't know if you guys are experiencing me glitching, but I'm experiencing you guys. Glitching, yeah. So I'm sorry. I don't know what's going on. I actually, when you guys were talking earlier, I got completely knocked out of the conversation and came back in and, and you guys didn't even seem to notice. So yeah. Um, I, yeah, I don't know what's, I'm on my third device and I'm still glitching all over the place. So you're not glitching as bad this time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like we um, can tell what you're saying. So yeah, okay. that's better. But anyway, so yeah, no, I, like I said, I exposed my kids to reading higher end stuff early, early on, just because it, it's more fun reading. And so it was, it, I, I want them reading, I wanted them reading stuff that they I would say like 16, in. 16 would be a good age for the story, actually. Um, I think that's a good age, yeah. In terms well, of like, like, if they come across like, or if they read like the Hunger Games first, then they're totally going to know what this is about the minute they start reading it. It's like, I feel like the Hunger Games might have been, I don't know, maybe inspired a little bit, at least by the start of it. Um, it definitely, like, I can see where you're seeing this as like a precursor to dystop dystopian uh, and yeah. that like survival in dystopian. So I feel like um, any young kids that venture into that genre, I mean, they're going to clock it right away before gets um i don't know i mean like if you actually look at the short story so for anyone who's like going what the hell are they talking about because you're listening and you haven't actually it's five pages why would they not have read it before? <laughs> yeah, you never know which by the way if you haven't read it and it's it stop. is five pages it's free online yep stop go read it come back and now back. and now join us again um, but if you don't want to, the whole premise of the story is literally the entire town once a year has to come together and pull slips of paper out of a box and one of those pieces of paper for the household is marked. Then that household has to redraw and one member is then ostracized and attacked with stones. Ostracized or murdered? Because to me, I it definitely was, got it's a murder. Full on murdered. 300 people throwing stones at your face is not easily survivable especially if you get multiple throws until the person is mushed and and they referenced one of the rocks being so big the person could barely lift it he, so it says and i don't have my little tiny one it never explicitly states murder it implies it yeah yeah because they say they all were palming rocks one did hit her in the head, but it cuts there. Yeah, and that's the entire purpose. Is it's just kind of supposed to? Did they murder her? Did they just? Like, I mean, stoning to death stone. is an execution method. Yeah, so, I mean, it's not like they're underhanding these stones to her lightly. It's like, true. True. The, the idea is someone gets. You know, they also sacrificed. surrounded her. It's not like they sacrificed. Her yeah, throwing stones. No. Yeah. Yeah. She get, they get sacrificed. Uh, for the crops, be a good I mean, corn I mean, that's, harvest. That's, yeah, for a good, yeah, good harvest. Oh yeah, um, which is like a movie somewhere. Someone's done a movie like that, um, where it's an entire town, and but instead of it being uh, like people get picked, it's any visitors to the town come in, and they get sacrificed. Does it in an episode also? It's a oh yeah, but there's like a also really, did it. South Korea. Yeah, it's a pretty well, that's because that's because but it's usually because of this, sorry, because of the just lottery. a second. What? Um, I mean, all of those are making reference to the lottery. Let's be real. This is the, yeah. you know, like how like lots of shows make references to the Raven. It, 
Yep. It's it's a quintessential like horror of being somewhere and people picking you and killing you. Oh, I was saying ostracized, but like killing you, you know, attacking you, throwing stones at you. Um, but I don't think we want to try and go through go hex yourself with both of us unstabilizing constantly. Unstabilizing. Destabilizing. 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 Thank you. All right, listen, I've been working all day. Uh, to be fair, I was at work today and I picked up a book because I was processing discards. And I was like, it said the, and I thought it said the erogenous zones. I was like, oh, this is pretty progressive for the library. Well, I'm shocked that we are getting rid of this. And then I was looking at the picture and like the guy's arm was made out of the word guilt. And I'm like, guilt is not an erogenous, erroneous. Uh, it was the erroneous zones. So that tells you where I've been today. <laughs> Uh, in terms horny? of like no just not like processing Ooh, my words erogenous. not horny no i was i was just like oh that's progressive <laughs> i was like wow and then next to it was a book about judas <laughs> so oh yeah judas okay judas and we were processing discards for the religious section okay so the lottery um I'm trying to think because I lost all thoughts with my destabilizing. I thought it was kind of funny how, not funny, interesting how the woman that was late mm -hmm. and was all just kind of jovial and, and oops, sorry, I'm late. And I was doing the dishes and all of this. You wouldn't want me to leave my dishes in the sink. She's the one that ended up actually getting, actually getting picked. And, and she changed on a dime. It was like, wait a minute, this wasn't fair. And, you know, and then there it's was fine that, when it's happening to anyone else. Yeah. But. And then well, the and implications that the one family had lost their father the year before. Um, yeah. Well, and, and, and I couldn't help but wonder while we're kind of left the vague, like the vagueness of it was, oh, it's just random choice. The implication I was getting with that is maybe it's not as a random of a choice as they're led to believe mm, i don't know because about that i just i wonder because she goes from you know all uh, tessie goes from all calm and cool and stuff and then she's like you you didn't let him take as long enough time to pull it you didn't this you didn't that she wasn't even the person being picked it was one member of her family and then it ends up being specifically her yeah and so i wonder if like which is what I like about the uncanny is the emptiness that's there that can leave you to those interpretations and those implications. Not because they're necessarily there, but that you could look at them and be like, oh, maybe she was picked on purpose. Maybe the system isn't as straightforward as it's coming off. Um, you know, they've talked about how, how they could rig it since they're pulling their own papers. Yeah. Who knows? I thought it was um the family was very interesting because you know once it then came down you know they lead up the little boy i mean i would if i would have written this i'd have killed the, ba the baby of the family but i was expecting it to be davy i was like oh I, that's who i would have gone with because i think that's a bit more extreme as far as as an impact is and then this town willingly stepping up and stoning to death a child um that would be 
but this was written in the 40s. There was no way this would have been done in the 40s. And the other thing to know is while Shirley Jackson was writing these kinds of stories, the way she actually made income back then is she wrote stories for housewife magazines. Mm. So it probably would not have gone over well if she had written a story where a child dies when she was making a living off of writing stories about her own family and upkeeping house. However, fun fact, she was terrible at housekeeping. She hated housekeeping. She had depression. Um, like she nope, she was the first, first person to be like, no, I am a terrible housekeeper. But she could write really well. Um, so she wrote stories about her family. And you can actually read them. She's compi- She compiled them into a story that's like, my time with savages or something like that where it's uh stories that she put together of all of her children as they were growing up uh, because that's how she centered her stories is around her children so it does not surprise me that she probably went oh i probably can't go that extreme without more bad ramifications than she already faced when the lottery was published yeah, I just, I, I think just in society at that point to, to sacrifice a child would not have been, I mean, up until very, very recently, children were a, a drawing line in society where if something bad happened to a child, it, it, it was, it, it was not accepted by American society in any way, shape or form. Um, and that seems to have been starting to shift in recent times where oh. um, it's it's not such a, a an extreme reaction when it's a child involved. Um, we don't seem to be as impacted by it as we used to be. Yeah, which is unfortunate. However, as a species, we are um, kind of genetic, not genetically. Uh, is it genetically no. genetically programmed yeah i don't know young? what i'm trying to say we're kind of okay. hardwired to protect the young so and i think also there's that implication that it's not so much that like children's lives should be more it's the fact that children are more helpless so when you do something bad against another adult the assumption is that that yeah. adult hopefully has some skill set to react and respond in that situation well, as children are still developing and learning, and there can sometimes be such massive differences in sizes. So I think the idea isn't so much that children are more precious as opposed to they are more vulnerable. But that's my take on that. <laughs> so anyway, so you hadn't read it before, and I kind of got dropped out. You liked it? Yeah, I got dropped out of the conversation. Was... I didn't hear your response to it. Thought it was well written okay but it, are you it likely wasn't... to read more shirley jackson or probably not <laughs> we have an entire book of shirley jackson so yeah and it's we bought the teeny tiny it's like the perfect purse size so it will be going everywhere with me from now on because i love reading her stories um this actually isn't the first time you've come across one of her stories though sarah okay uh the show the haunting of hill house yeah that that's based mm-hmm. off of one of her stories i can't remember if you liked that show or not 
Hmm. I think you liked think, the first season, hated the second one. Uh, I think the first I wasn't. Hmm. I think I had mixed feelings about the first one, Haunting of Hill House, but I overall ultimately found it enjoyable. Blythe Manor, or which is based off of the turning called. of the screw. Uh, wow. Which is not Shirley it, Jackson. Like, and I immediately went to The Taming of the Shrew. And I was like, <laughs> I don't think that's the case. Turning <laughs> of the Screw, yeah, not familiar with that at all. Um, Ow. Yeah, I don't... If, no memories of that. I know I watched it. I assume I didn't really care for it. Those you did not. I don't think you've... Brain. I don't think you finished Fly Manor. I think I did. Doesn't she walk into the lake for no goddamn reason at the end? She's like, well, I lived like 10 extra years. It's been great. I'm going to go drown myself now. Sorry. No, she didn't. I don't know. That might be a walk. spoiler. No, it's been out for a few years. No, she didn't just like walk into the lake for no reason. Yes, she did. She did it to she protect the, the children. Lake. Oh, for fuck's sake. Those fucking <laughs> children, they'll be fine. Oh, they won't. And to... To to end the torment of all of the ghosts in the house. You know what? They're already dead, so fuck them. Yes, but they're they're taking others with them. They kept building on them. <sighs> yeah, well, burn down the house. <laughs> so, but I was just curious, in comparison to having watched The Haunting of Hill House and then reading this, like... Did you feel like it was a similar vibe? Not so similar? Wouldn't have guessed that it was the same original author? Uh, I wouldn't have guessed because one is a show and one is a book. And they're about two very different topics. So I wouldn't okay. automatically associate the two. And obviously I enjoyed reading The Lottery more. Because uh, I could do that in like 15 minutes. And Haunting at Hill House <laughs> was like six hours no uh, i don't know 10? how long those episodes were i think 10 hours it was it was time spent <laughs> doing other things so what about kim, you kim what's your experience your other experiences with shirley jackson do Actually, you have none. other experience none <laughs> none I, so i read this i was assigned to me sometime in, in my school years i found it profound and um, but I was into science fiction and fantasy and never sought out more of her writing. So you love this story, but never sought out more. Nope. Shame. Wasn't my style of reading. Shame. <laughs> I know. I know. I've got more to read now. And they're you all do. Short, so they are. I will read yeah. Them. I've read this would be so ignoring all the short stories that i've been consuming because of this um not only have i read the lottery i've read the haunting of hell house hill house sorry multiple times love that story um and then there's also they have always lived in the castle which i think is actually my favorite and my first time reading shirley jackson was that one um i would love to force you guys to read that one at some point although i don't think sarah would enjoy it Hmm. (laughs) although you might vibe with the young main the girl who's the main character the two of you like you might be like this is my kind of person um so yeah uh any any other thoughts 
Do you guys want to discuss more about the story? I don't think so. Okay. So this is a super short episode then. So I guess we'll start on our ratings. Uh, the first one is excitement. So, Sarah, how exciting did you find it? Three. Three stars? Okay. Kim? Um, you guys have been glitching. I'm assuming we're still on excitement. Yes. Uh, I, I'm going to give it a five. I, 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 think it's, I think it's cool to read. Yeah, I, I give it a five, too, in terms of, like, just... Maybe a 4.5. There is, like, the first few pages is like, okay, what are we getting into? Like, where is this going? But then as soon as it starts, like, turning, as soon as Tessie starts, like, really freaking out, it hits that five. So then... That happens, like, 16 sentences before the end. Well, no, she starts freaking out a little bit sooner than that. 30 sentences. <laughs> okay. That's why I said it was, it's like, so a 4.5. I don't, I don't think... Yeah. No, I... I it's so short that I don't think that it doesn't take very long to get into the excitement. So I, I, yeah. I can give the excitement to the entire story. So um, because the, the, the banality of what was happening in the beginning mm -hmm. is kind of the whole point of getting to wait a minute. And then I, I think a little bit for me, the experience was lotteries. When I, I think when I read this lotteries were just becoming really a thing. I mean, lotteries have always, always existed, but in the United States, they were illegal. It was considered gambling. When I was a kid, you, their states were not allowed to have lotteries. That that's something that was really kind of new. And so in to my be brain, clear, actually, this published before Kim was born. Yes, I said <laughs> I just, lotteries have already existed. I, no, I, I said in my time of reading it, good yeah, ever loving yeah, know, God, in my time of reading it, they were making lotteries legal. And yeah. so to come into it, I'm reading it thinking a lottery because that was the conversation mm -hmm. that was happening everywhere. And then all of a sudden it was a lottery to die. And this is just like, yeah. wait a minute. Why would takes you line up for this? Why would anybody do this? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, it takes the kind of the positive idea of you might be earning money and suddenly it's mm, nope, not like just not. being a winner. You you yeah. win. Yay, yeah, you won. Now die. <laughs> now die. <laughs> we choose you. Okay. So then the ease of reading. Kim, what was your rating for ease of reading? Five. Sarah. Five say it's easy super super easy so and then emotional reaction or emotional rating whatever i however i word it sarah what I was your emotional reaction is correct okay uh like a three a three okay but that's because you felt like at this point you've seen this done so many times so it's not yeah i mean it was really well written um, but there wasn't anything shocking about it. And it's like, well, someone's going to die by the end of this. And someone did. And I was like, okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. What about you, Kim? Um, well, I'm going to go back to my original reading of it, not this reading of it. Cause obviously I actually got hunger, 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 game vibes, game vibes reading it this time, which is, was kind of weird for me. Cause I'm not a huge hunger games fan. Um, <laughs> But my originally, yeah, I found it shocking. And so it was, it would be a five. 
So for me, it is a five as well. And it's because, well, one, I just love uncanny stories. If, if like, if I could only choose one thing to read over and over and over and over again the rest of my life, it would be uncanny stories. Love them. Um, and that's because I love the point where you're hitting, you're reading the story and you go, oh shit. Uncanny should always make you go, oh shit. <laughs> I wasn't reading this the way I was expecting. Oh shit, this is about to change. Even if it's a mellow, like, oh shit, like, oh shit's gonna go down. It just like, and even though I've read this before, I always hit that moment where I'm like, oh no, Tessie, stop protesting. <laughs> you can't escape this. <laughs> so yeah, for me, it's a, my emotional reaction to it as a five because I always have a like reaction to it. And then, Tim, what is your overall rating? Five. Five? Okay. Sarah? Yeah, I give this five. Okay. I was, I'm surprised because every all your rescue ratings are pretty, like, three star. Yeah, I mean, but like I said, it's really well written and, like, expertly paced and everything, like, with the buildup. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, being familiar with this kind of thing, it's, like, not shocking, but to someone like a young kid person... Or back in the day, I can definitely see how that would have been like just really shocking. Um, so, so for yeah, any even parents out there, if you want to blow your child's mind, make them read the lottery. <laughs> Go ahead, Sarah. And do it before they watch Hunger Games. Okay, sorry, I cut you off. Go ahead. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, like, even though it didn't evoke like the strong emotional reaction or anything, I still think that it was really well done. And it is. It really, she is an amazing author. She has a clear understanding of what her story is, who her characters are, and where she's going with it. Um, I can't say the same for other things that we've read recently, but she does a pretty solid job. What's your, and that's my overall rating is five star. What about you, Kim? Or did I ask you already? Ask me already. Okay. So any final thoughts? No, just everyone should read it. If you haven't read it, read it. It's, it's, yeah. it's one of the greatest things ever written, in my opinion. And I will say, if you are like, oh, well, I don't need to read it now, but maybe I want to read other things by her, any of her short stories, um, any of, uh, they have always lived in the castle. Like if you want a longer novel from her, they have always lived in the castle. Um if you've watched the show The Haunting of Hill House, you could read it. They do change the storytelling process very much with the show. And so if you really love the show, you may not enjoy the the story as much because it's very much um, a much drier haunted house kind of situation. And they're all adults in there. Um, but They Have Always Lived in the Castle is amazing. Her short stories are amazing. And, and I can't remember it, but there's a couple of biographies about her, too, that in her life is, if you want to read about someone who was experiencing depression, trying to raise a family, her husband cheated on her a couple of times. Um, she A lot of the biographies talk about her experience being ostracized and living in these small, small towns up in the Northeast where she didn't quite fit in because she wasn't the cookie cutter mold for the 1940s and 1950s. So highly recommend those two because they're, she's, she's had an interesting, if tragic life, 
Um, particularly, I think there there was one version of The Haunting of Hill House that was made into a movie. And she was super excited. Like, she was still alive. They were going to have her, they were going to turn it into a movie. Um, by the time it got processed, like, finished, she was having a hard time leaving her house. She had agoraphobia. She then makes this big journey to go and was highly disappointed in their adaptation of it. Um, and that, I think if I remember correctly, at that point, she swore off anyone being able to adapt any of her books until she died. Any of her stories. She did not want to see them turned into shows or movies because she couldn't stand watching her own work be changed. <laughs> so, I am done talking about Shirley Jackson because you guys both look absolutely bored and not fascinated <laughs> at all. My- <laughs> My dog's huffing at me. He wants out. So okay, distracted. All right. So then on that note, our intro and outro music is by Grant Newman and is called The Battle of the Nile from Epidemic Sound. Don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe to Bookpile Banter on Spotify, Amazon Music, iTunes, or whichever platform you listen to your podcasts. We'd love to hear from you on any of our social media platforms, such as Instagram or TikTok. You can find us at book underscore pile underscore banter. You can also email us at bookpilebanter at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you.